Yo, 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 this your boy Marcus Spool, legend, man. Tune in each and every Thursday and Friday, man, for all the latest artists, producers, business owners, everybody out there that's in the game, man, trying to get it in, man. Tune in for all the exclusive. We out. What's good out there, everybody, man? Welcome back once again to the Cook Up Podcast with your boy, Marcus Full Legend. I would like to welcome everybody to a special edition of the show tonight. Um, I got a very special guest in the building. He goes by the name of Paul Lamar Hunter, author of the book, No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child. So what's going on out there with you, Mr. Hunter? How you doing tonight? Hey, I am excited to come on your platform and share a positive story. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, tell my audience, man, uh, how you got into writing a book about being a successful guy, man, and being uh, number 19 out of 21 kids, man. You got a, a, a very special story, man. I want to hear it. Tell everybody what's going on with you. Well, this story will take people by surprise. Uh, my mother, she birthed 21 natural children by my dad. Mm -hmm. 17 of us living today, 63 grandchildren and 87 great grandchildren. Wow. You know, I have to say this. It takes a lot to raise a big family. So my mom and dad, they were putting in work and I'm talking about work. You know, you remember the song, turn off the lights and light a candle. I and believe you. me, the lights was off and the candles were lit <laughs> because my dad and mom, boy, they was getting it on. <laughs> I hear you. They had to be, man, 21 <laughs> natural kids, same mom, same dad. Oh, wow, man. You, you have a story. It was a lot. It was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of sex. I must say that. And uh, <laughs> between those two, you know, they, they. It was like they can't keep their hands off each other, you know, <laughs> because having twenty-one children, it, oh, it, it 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 takes a lot. And you know, uh, it's remarkable because I was just reading in um, uh, Parenting Magazine, and they were talking about mothers when they give birth to a child. And they mm -hmm. say that the research has evolved over the years because mm -hmm. in the past, they would say it takes six six weeks for a mother to recover fully from right. giving a birth. Now, right. since the research has evolved, they say after a woman gives birth to a child, it takes 18 months to recover. Oh, not, wow. not six weeks, but uh -huh. 18 months. Oh, man. But my mother stayed pregnant for 15 years in nine months. So what does that mean? My mother never recovered no. until she had that last baby at the age of 44 years old. Wow, wow. Well, that's a remarkable story, man. Um, so tell me about your experience. What was your personal experience growing up in such a big family? You know, I, I, uh, the, the, my personal experience 
is that Sunday morning, my parents were so organized, made sure that we got up and got ready for church and made sure that we were all dressed clean and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, and and we always had one somebody would stay behind because my mother and father would want the food warm up at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So what they would do before they left church, they would get on the church phone and call one of my older siblings at home and say, start warming up that food, start warming up that chicken, start mm-hmm. warming up those ham hocks, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And, and, and then once we left church about 1230 or one o'clock, we were all just rush into the station wagon because we had two huge station wagons and we will rush into the station wagon mm-hmm. and we'll run back home and mm-hmm. we will all sit at the table and the pastor or the assistant pastor will come over and mm-hmm. he, and he will pray and we will all sit there and eat and we will watch the green Bay Packers uh, football game. So, um, we had a great time on Sunday. And if you ever watched the movie soul food, that's how the Hunter family did it every Sunday. And mm. today, I, I should say that we lost that tradition, you know, that family tradition of having soul food on Sunday right after church. And we need to get back mm-hmm. to our spiritual roots and we need to get back to the fundamentals yes. of our culture. Yes. And I definitely agree with you um, on that talking point because uh, I I experienced um, I I am currently experiencing some of the same effects of of loss of uh, family traditions. uh, You know, just the way things used to be back in the days, you know, uh, that home feeling when, you know, when you with with your 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 immediate family and your extended family, you know, we you know, over the years, we kind of, you know, all of us drifted apart. We are, you know, we grown ups now. We have our own our own family uh, to take care of and our own kids and stuff like that now. So I definitely feel you on that talking point about, you know, we 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 we, we were falling apart from how our family traditions and uh, things should should carry on. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, but, you know, I'm I'm always one of the ones that's willing to work on it. You know, I, I don't I don't carry grudges, you know. I'm willing to bury hatchets where hatchets should be buried, you know. So, you know, any of my family members that's out there watching my show, you know, just heed my advice, you know. No love lost. I love y'all to death, you know. And with that being said, so, like, with having such a big family, how were the holidays and birthdays and things like that were? How did that happen? How, how were that, you know, how did that take place? You know, what were, what were the effects of it? Well, well, for birthdays, we really did not celebrate birthdays in, mm-hmm. in our home. Uh, mm-hmm. Mom and dad would say happy birthday. Um, give us a kiss. Give us a hug and, mm-hmm. and give us 50 cents or a dollar. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you'll be blessed if you got a dollar because, you know, you know, the money, the money, you know, had to go a long ways in, in, a, in a family of 21. Uh, mm-hmm. But on the holidays, uh, especially during Thanksgiving, we would just have a, um, a big old meal, big old turkey. And let me say this, because there were some times where it was tough during the holidays, especially during um, Thanksgiving. And I remember a time that when um, people came knocking on the door to leave a turkey, to leave a ham, to mm-hmm. to to leave food on the steps of our mm-hmm. home so mm-hmm. we can have 
a Thanksgiving. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I remember a time during the holidays, especially during Christmas, we did not have a Christmas tree. We did not have any, any toys. A knock at the door revealed unexpected gifts from unexpected people coming wow. to give to the Hunter family because they knew that we were struggling. And so, you know, that community back then in the 70s and 80s were totally different from the community that we see today. You know, um, we knew our neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, when we had got in trouble, Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Smith, um, Mrs. Robertson had the authority, authority to spank us and then Boy, when your mom and dad get home, I'm telling them. And mom and dad, <laughs> when they got home, they'll say, "Okay, I got them now." Yeah. So I, you know, I, it's totally different. But you know, our community was very close and loving and caring. Yeah, yeah. And um, growing up down south in Carolina, man, South Carolina, man, you know, I, I had some of those same experiences where the neighbors or. Your auntie, they'll 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 whoop you first, and then when your mom and your dad heard about it, you know they hear about it, they whip you too. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I probably was like one of maybe one of the last two generations that had the opportunity to uh, experience that type of. Uh, it was it was tough love. I I don't I don't I wouldn't change a day, or change anything about it a day of it at all. You know, it it, it molded me into the man that I am now. You know, um, I'm I'm, I'm a lot more. Uh, disciplined you know uh level-headed with a lot of things that i focus on so you know um i appreciate that you know yes you know i really appreciate it you know so moving forward tell me about your book what inspired you to write your book oh no love no charity the success story of the 19 child Mm -hmm. um i decided to write the book because i wanted to inspire others i wanted to help others i wanted to share Uh, personal stories in the Hunter family, the relationships with my siblings, the relationship with my parents, the relationship uh, with my children, the relationship with the mother of my children and and, in my struggles academically. Mm -hmm. And and I also wanted to share personal stories of uh, attending Upper Iowa University because Mm -hmm. I come from the inner city. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on people that come from the inner city and represent the inner city. There's a lot of pressure. You know, we celebrate, you know, pimps. We celebrate drug dealers in the inner city, but we don't celebrate successful men and women in the inner city. So when I decided to attend Upper Iowa University, I told myself, Mm -hmm. I have a lot to gain. So I walked into the institution and I said, there's only one direction I can go, and that's up. And ever since then, I have been elevating and elevating and elevating. And I'm not going back down, brother. I'm going to continue to elevate because I'm comfortable. I'm right. comfortable. Right. And, I, and I'm, I'm filled with joy and happiness. It taught me discipline. It taught me to be focused. It taught me to be determined. It taught me that it doesn't matter where you come from. It's where you going. going. It taught me that I had purpose. It taught me that I must put my purpose above my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I became the first 
out of 21 children to graduate from college. And I have a bachelor's of science in business administration from Upper Iowa University. Yeah, that's an amazing story, man. You know, I'm a proud of you, man. You know, uh, it, it, I it, I get get great thrill out of seeing someone uh, become successful, um, doing better in life. You know, um, that 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 was one of my inspirations of building this podcast the way I got it to have the guests that I have on here. You know, to talk to the people that I talk to. You know, what I'm saying it, it's all because of that dream that I had inside of me and I want to share it with everyone else and be able to network with people just like me, you know what I'm saying? So we can all, you know, be successful together. So I'm saying, you know, I don't hate on nobody, anybody that come to my show with a positive attitude and, and got good things to say and want to, want to bless my platform. They always welcome, you know? So it, it's, it's, I take great pleasure in hearing what you did, you know, no matter how long you told, you told me that it took you to do it, you did it. You know, um, you know, I come from a similar situation where people thought I wasn't going to do certain things and I ended up doing it. So I definitely respect you for that. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, I thought you froze. OK, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so 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 with that being said, we're going to play a short clip from Vivica Fox's Face the Truth. Imagine growing up in a house of 21 kids. Paul was number 19, and he wrote a tell-all book about his colorful life growing up. And let's just say his siblings aren't too happy about it. I am the 19th child out of 21 natural children. My mom birthed 21 children. In 2005, my mom came out with a book, Love and Charity, The Life Story of Louise Hunter. The book was about my mom starting a homeless shelter in Racine, Wisconsin. I wrote my own book, No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child. Even though my book came out six years ago, my siblings are still agitated. They refuse to read the book. My relationship is strange with some of my siblings. My sister goes at me all the time. Bonnie is jealous of me because I have a degree. I try to reach out to them, help them out and educate them, but they just refuse. They don't want to better themselves. For so many years, Bonnie and Elizabeth did not want me to graduate from college. They are jealous of me. None of my siblings said, hey, congratulations. I really want my siblings to get more educated, to better themselves. They don't have to be jealous of me. Now, my nephews and nieces recently graduated from college, all because of me. They need to stop putting me down and learn from me. I just want my siblings to understand that I am not the enemy. I just want to become a role model. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah man so uh how did that make you feel man to be able to get on national tv uh with vivica fox and tell your story and uh just uh just be a shining star man for that moment that you were on there man tell me about that oh i was thrilled 
mm-hmm. um, to be a guest on the show. And they gave me one of the greatest opportunity uh, to share my story on their platform. So I give a lot of credit to Dr. Phil. He's the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Michael, one of the other executive producer. And, and Vivica A. Fox, they all made that business decision to uh, bring me on the show and and profile a, a, a good story because no one never knew that in our world or in our society mm-hmm. that it was one woman out there that birthed 21 children by one man. Mm-hmm. So I think they were taken aback yeah. once they once they learned, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's just been it's just been amazing because ever since I, I, I did that segment and and doors have been opening up, you know, people are yes. still knocking at the door and yes. um, asking me to come and speak, asking me to make appearances. And it's, it's, it's just it's just sometimes it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to say no and sit back because, you know, I'm a father of four and I have a granddaughter and um, I want to spend time with my with my children and, and also with my granddaughter. But it really did open up doors. And Vivica did a tremendous um, job. Um, but I must say this, um, the show is about drama. And that's what <laughs> it's all about. It's about drama because yeah. drama sells in America. People want to see the bad things. But if you ever get the book, No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19 Child, it's mm-hmm. an open book. Mm-hmm. I talk about the bad and I talk about the, the good, but I also talk about defeat, being rejected, now being victorious. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, it's definitely all about that, man. Being victorious over, over, like you said, the drama. Don't worry about what, what they trying to, you know, promote. Use your, sometimes, like some of these uh, shows and platforms, they'll try to use what you got going on, to, you know what I'm saying, to promote a, a negative image in order for them to get, you know, views or likes or whatever you know what i'm saying so like it's like you said it's all it's it's just all like you said people want to see the bad things but you did get a lot of good out of it you know what i'm saying and um uh i was listening to uh part of the segment where it's like uh you and your sister uh y'all wasn't agreeing with a, a few things uh that you wrote in the book so did y'all manage to work that out or uh y'all still going at it about that no, I, uh, you know, that show was very helpful because after the show, mm-hmm. we were able to sit down with psychologists mm-hmm. and we were able to hatch it and bury things because yeah. now they had the opportunity to read the book and, 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 and read it and say, wow, what he said was true. Mm-hmm. And I should not have said these derogatory remarks toward him. Because mm-hmm. what he said was the truth. And it really helped them. See, you got to understand when people write books about family, mm-hmm. they write in those books to help themselves. It's, it was it was cathartic for me. The yeah. book, the book helped me purge out a lot of negative feelings that I had in my life. Yeah, especially, especially growing up mm-hmm. and seeing my brother pass away growing up and my father passed away at the age when I was eight years old, my father was 42 at the time and he passed away. So I I wrote about those, those, those um, bad 
um, tragedies and how it affect me as a child. And mm-hmm. I had to get the help in order to become a better man. And today I am a better man. Today I am a better father. Today I am a better person. Right. So yeah. I wrote the book to free me. So yeah. I knew that the book was going to free my siblings and people around the world because a lot of people around the world said, man, I had a mother that was just like yours. Man, I had a father that was just like yours. Oh, your sister or your brother reminds me of my brother or my sister. So, you know, the book was helpful to them, but I wrote the book to help me to get things out of me. And I was able to purge those things out of me. And that's the reason why you see a happy Paul Lamar Hunter, a joyful Paul Lamar Hunter, a smart Paul Lamar Hunter on Mm -hmm. your platform. Right. Right. And I appreciate it. So it was it was very therapeutic for you. You had to you had to get that. You had to let that steam out. You know what I'm saying? And you and you use the book, you know, uh, as your platform to to get that. That inner that that basically that inner demon out of it, you know what I mean, to make you you make you happy again. You see what I'm saying? So yes, yeah. So I definitely get that. You know, uh, you know, making music does the same thing for me. You know, I, I, you know, I've been producing music for I can't even count how many years now, but you know, I I don't want to get too deep into me tonight, man. I'm a uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stay on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So. uh what are your plans moving forward? Like, uh, uh, what are some new ventures you got going on? I remember. Well, I remember. well right now, right now, mm-hmm. um, in 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 uh, May, I signed with um, um, Tailflex. Mm-hmm. Tailflex is a production company. Uh, they were able to work with me uh, on the project, making sure that the screenplay was completed. And what I wanted out of the screenplay and and what I wanted from the um, page pitch. So they already pitch it to Netflix. They pitch it to Liongate. They pitch it to Paramount. They pitch it to um, Sony Pictures. Uh, mm-hmm. They pitch it to um, a lot of production companies out in Los Angeles, California, and also um, New York City. So any moment, you know, um, I can get a call and say, hey, this is the offer. Um, Mm -hmm. You can take it or you can leave it, but I will advise you to really think about it. So you will see my life story into a movie. Oh, wow! And a lot of people are going to be surprised because I grew up in Racine, Wisconsin, which is about 80 to about 85,000 people. And Mm -hmm. um, when I left in, in 2010, um, I told people that I'm going out and I'm going to get this movie deal and I'm going to deliver it to the city of Racine, Wisconsin. It's going to be signed, sealed and delivered that Mr. Paul Lamar Hunter received that movie deal. Hey, man. Hey, that's how you do it, man. You got to stay on it. Speak it into existence. Like I spoke to you about the other day, man, you know, uh, don't be afraid. Like remember what we were saying when people tell you no, don't let that discourage you from you know, moving forward, you just you just keep going forward until someone tells you yes. Somebody gonna say something, you know, eventually. You see what I'm yes. saying? So I, I wouldn't necessarily uh get discouraged, just be patient. Um 
and just just stay on the phone, man. Like I was saying, like with, even like with the platforms, stay on. I, I'm always on online, you know, networking with different uh, artists, different you know business owners, whatever. You know, um, you know, I I, I try to stay. Uh, you know, proactive with, you know, my platform. So I definitely feel like it's going to work out for you because you're very enthusiastic, energetic, uh, you're intelligent. Uh, you, you, you got an outgoing personality. So I, I can, I can see that movie happening for you very soon. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, so, uh, with that being said, um, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, uh, so, what what are your what like what are your family like your immediate family like you say you have four kids so how how does your oldest feel about you and how you're moving with things right now? Oh, I, I can say that all four of my kids, um, two daughters, two mm-hmm. sons, and my granddaughter uh, mm-hmm. that's um, two years old. But my mm-hmm. kids are very excited, mm-hmm. uh, excited about uh, about me um, mm-hmm. because they know that I'm putting in the work. I'm mm-hmm. putting in. Um, a lot of hours, but mm-hmm. I also make sure that I have have time for them as mm-hmm. well. But they know that um, they have a father that is focused and determined. And once they father put his mind to something and say that he's going to do it, believe it, I am going I am going to do it. So they happy for me because every time that uh, someone profiled my story, I always um, send uh, my children a copy of it because I want them to see that no matter how you start off in life, mm-hmm. dirt poor, uneducated, you understand, mm-hmm. and you can change if you if you have the mindset to say I'm going to change my paradigm, everything can change. So it's it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish, yes. mm-hmm. and it, and 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 I tell them all the time that the hardest part is getting started. And I tell them this, that the end is always better than the beginning. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, anything worth ha- worth having is, it, it, it comes rough. It's not gonna just get handed to you. You gotta earn it, you know. Um, and, and, and once you prove yourself that you can handle certain things, that's when you can begin to get your blessings and. You know, you get more responsibility and you just keep building. It's like building a house. You got to start with the foundation. Then you build the walls. Then, then you do the insides. Then then you put the roof on the house. Once you put the roof on the house, you're sought for life. You know, that's that's the way I look at it, man. You know, um, you know, uh, being a successful person ain't easy. You know, um, even though I, I, I would say we make it look good and we make it sound good. But, you know, overall, you know. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's a lot that goes on that people don't see and don't hear, you know, in order to keep the things that we have and, you know, constantly being, you know, on camera or in the spotlight, somebody always calling your phone, somebody always, you know, knocking at your door. You know, it, it's hard sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you just have to have that mental stability in order to handle it, you know, and, you know, uh, that's why I feel like, if you want to be a true successful person, I feel like you shouldn't just be giving it all up front. I, I, I feel like you should gradually work for it little by little and train yourself for the long run, you know, because I, I kind of feel like some people get the stuff too fast and don't know what they're doing with it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You yes. know, yeah, I, I've seen people have two, three hundred thousand dollars one month. Six months later, they broke. You see what I'm saying? 
Because they never they never trained themselves in you know, to handle that kind of responsibility. It's, it's you know that type of money. You know what I mean you have to you you can't start from ground zero and all of a sudden be super a superstar. I, I think it takes time to become a superstar. You have to train yourself. It's just like going to the gym and working out. You're not gonna be big and buff overnight. Gradually you're gonna be big and buff because you're training. So I kind of feel like you know as a successful person, I think you know you have to put yourself in that headspace in order to handle what's at the end of the road for you i i, I truly believe that you know mm-hmm. yeah because you know from experience I, a lot of things that i have came from a slow crawl i didn't get it overnight i had to work for it i had to force it i had to make people believe it i had to put it out there i had to i had to i had to keep pushing it you know what i mean so you know and then i started to see results you know and Ever since then, I've just been maintaining. You know, I, I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I'm. I, I want to keep it on the incline. I don't want to plateau out, and then that's it. I want to keep climbing. You see what I'm saying? So, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. So I definitely see where you're going, man. Um, I, I look forward to seeing a, a a lot more of you. You know, because I, I I I can see, I can visualize visualize that uh film that you're talking about. You know, uh. Because that's an amazing story. That's 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 actually like something like some Tyler Perry type. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like it's a Tyler, Tyler Perry type screenplay. Like if you pitch that story to him, man, he'll write an amazing story. I know he would. I definitely, I believe Tyler Perry will do you some justice, man, for real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Take it down there to Atlanta, man, and let and let let Tyler Tyler Perry uh, look it over. He'll, you know how he is with the screenplays, man. He'll bring that thing out for you, bro. You bring it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, anything else you want to let everybody know um, about your website? You got your website. Uh, uh, tell everybody about your website. Well, my website is paullamarhunter.com. Mm-hmm. paullamarhunter.com. My book is available at um, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon.com. Uh, uh, I'm available for speaking engagements. I'm also um, available for book signing. So um, if you want to get in contact with me, go to my website, paullamarhunter.com. Um, mm. So y'all hit it, everybody, man. Uh, look him up on his website, man. He's a very brilliant dude, man. He got a lot going on. Um, I hadn't had a chance to read his book yet. You know, um, I've, I've heard a lot about it, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to make it something for me to read before I go to bed at night. I'm going to lay in bed. Instead of watching TV, I'm going to start back reading books. <laughs> and <I'm>, uh, <laughs> I got to get back into that, man. You know, uh, I guess I'm getting older now. Now I'm thinking about reading books and stuff again. So, <laughs> you know, the streets ain't nothing in the streets now, man. You know, ain't no. nothing, it ain't nothing out there but trouble, man. Uh, people you don't want to see, things you don't want to do, really, man. You know, so uh, um, I look forward to uh, uh, networking with you further on, man. Um, like I said, I got some plans, you know, for my show and everything. Um, I plan to, uh, like I was telling you, I'm um, getting ready to purchase a new building, um, set up a new studio and a new building, man. I was just waiting on this uh, this whole pandemic situation to um, get up out of here and get everything in the clear because I would hate to have to invest that type of money into something like that and then I can't use it all over again because everything up and down, you, you, you know, one day they say one thing, the next day they say something else, so. You know, I'm just trying to wait on everything to level out before I, you know, go ahead and purchase a new building. You know, this will make my third building. So, <laughs> I, Ooh, I really, okay. yeah, this is the third building, man. Because 
when I first started my show, I had a building in Southwest Philadelphia. And then they they closed that building down right before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I went to North Philadelphia and bought another building. So we operated, I, I had a chance to do maybe three shows out of that building. After my third show, they they quarantined the building. It was like everybody gotta stay in the house. Mm-hmm. So when they did so when they did that, I just started doing my show virtual. I was like, you know what, I'm for the next year and a half or however long it's it's gonna take for this thing to clear, but I'm just gonna do my show virtual from now on out and until I get, you know, better knowledge of what's going on. So this is where we at with the Cook Up Podcast right now. We're doing virtual shows until I, you know, you know, get the okay to go back out and get a new building. Because, you know, building number three is going to be there for good. I ain't moving no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't moving no more, man. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's been good talking to you, man. Um, I'm going uh, to get on my job and um, get some things out here done for you. And, um. I'm gonna push you out there, man. Um, I'm gonna promote this thing, man, and get some people viewing. Um, hopefully, I can get you some sales on your book. You know what I'm saying? And you know, hopefully, you can get me some some new clients on the show. You know what I'm saying? One hand wash the other. You know? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, man. Yes. And um, to to everybody out there that's been watching tonight, man, this was the cook up with your boy Marcus Wold Legend, man. We up out of here.